A fascinating exploration into the Minik Chabad of not eating bread or Hamoitzi at Su'ud Shlishis. From the Pasik, in the Pasik of this week's Parashiv, Ayoimer Moshe, Moshe said, Ichlu Ayoim, eat it today. This is talking about the Shabbos after collecting man on a daily basis on Friday. The mon appeared with two portions, and Moshe said, tomorrow there's not going to be mon. Then it came the day of Shabbos, and they, they, they saw that no mon had fallen. So they were afraid. Moshe said, today is Shabbos. Today no mon is going to fall. But then they came in the afternoon, and they saw that there was still no mon. They were afraid that maybe there's going to be no more mon. So Moshe said like this, he said, Ichlu ayoyim, eat it today. Today is Shabbos. Today you're not going to find mon in the field, but tomorrow the mon will resume. Now, in this Pasuk, this Pasuk has the word Hayoim today three times with regards to eating mon. From this Chazal, learn that there is an obligation to eat three meals on Shabbos. In the Horror, the Rebbe points out that the Alter Rebbe sees this as a remez, as a hint, not as a limud. But either way, uh, there's the fact that it says three times the word hayoim is an indication to us that there is an obligation to eat three meals on Shabbos. And even though generally in halacha, when we say a su'uda, a meal, we mean to wash and make hamoitzi and eat bread. Nevertheless, with regards to the third meal of Shabbos, we find from in Shulchan Aruch a machlekes, a dispute amongst the various different codifiers. There is the opinion of the Rambam that even the, that the third meal, there has to be bread. Chala, hamoitzi. There is another opinion, a more lenient opinion, which is that of the opinion of the Rosh and others, that you could fulfill this meal with mezoinus, with anything that is made from grain. As we say the bracha mezoinus, which means food, sustaining food, therefore it's called mazoin. And as long as it's something that is satiating, it suffices to be called a meal. There is an even more lenient opinion, which is the opinion of Teisvis. That even if it's not mezoinus, something that is eaten normally with bread, like bread, like meat or fish, is also good enough because it's usually eaten with bread, it's considered a su'uda. And there is even a more lenient opinion, that of Rabbeinu Yoyna and the Ran. That even with eating fruit, which is not uh, satiating food, it's just tasting something, that too suffices to fulfill the obligation of Su'ud Shlishis of the third meal. So you have an opinion that you have to eat bread, you have an opinion that you have to eat grain, yeah, you have an opinion that you have to eat something uh, of uh, uh, meat or fish, and you have an opinion that you could even eat, eat just fruit.
And the Alter Rebbe b'Sulchanor. So how does the Alter Rebbe paskin in Sulchanor? His Messiah. And the Alter Rebbe, after mentioning all of these opinions, he concludes the Ein Lismeich Klal Al Kolzer. You should not rely on any of these lenient opinions. You should eat bread. Elohim Kain Iavsher Klal Binyanachar. Unless it's impossible. For example, in a case where he's very full. Very satiated. He can't really eat bread without causing pain to himself. That, of course, is not required. But other than that, if it's not a case where, where it's impossible, a person says the Alter Rebbe should be washing and eating bread, eating hamoitzi for suudoshlishis. So you're going to wonder. Afal Pikain is your dua der minik for Nabisenu Nasienu. Despite the fact that the Alter Rebbe in Shachonarach Paskins he rules that one should eat bread uh, at Suudah Shlishis, it is well known the custom, the tradition of our Rebbe's as if like in Beruba Deruba Beyoser neat essen pas Suudah Shlishis that in most cases they would not eat bread at the third meal. If like in Yitzes Zayin the Suudah Mitatim Ekolshi. They would fulfill the obligation of the third meal with just tasting something, um, whatever it might be, not even necessarily mizoinus. So the question is, why? How? If the altar of you should eat bread, how does the minig change? The tamadavar is, and this is the explanation, this is the meaning of it. The explanation for it. We're learning the three meals from the three times Hayoyim. So the third meal is being learned from the third time it says Hayoyim. The context of that third Hayoyim is saying that there will not be Mon on this day. The negative of the Mon. Is the river massim as in the suda shlishis zozain nikir turchnit essen kin pass the dogma to loisim to u von man lechem? So, therefore, it makes sense that the way we observe the third meal is just like there was no mon that fell on Shabbos, so too we don't eat bread at this meal. This is brought in the Lavush. So it has a mocker in Nigla. In Nigla the Torah, he brings a mocker, a source, a reason for why we don't eat bread. Because of the fact that this Hayoim is said with the word loy. There has to be a negative element to it, so we don't eat bread. And to explain this on a deeper level, from the perspective of Hasidus, the Dritte Suhude von Shabbos is Kineged dem Shabbos de Osud Lavoy. The third Shabbos meal corresponds to the Shabbos of the Asad Lavoy. The Yishtet Eichin Bach, as we know, when Mashiach comes, it's called Yom Shekulei Shabbos. The Bach says that the three meals on Shabbos correspond to three important Shabboses. The first Shabbos meal corresponds to uh, the, the first Shabbos, Shabbos Bereshis. As he says, that Chazal tells us, Bipnei man nivra odom, why was the human being created in Erev Shabbos afternoon? So that way, so immediately he should be able to have everything ready for him 
when Shabbos arrives and he can have a Suda on Shabbos. So Shabbos Bereshis, the first Shabbos, Adam and Rishon, um, and Adam and Chava have a Shabbos meal. So our, our Friday night meal corresponds to the Suda of Shabbos Bereshis. The second Suda represents the Shabbos of Matan Torah, which Matan Torah is called food, uh, a meal has bread and wine, which refers to Torah. So the second Shabbos meal corresponds to the Shabbos of Matan Torah. And the third Shabbos meal corresponds to the Shabbos of L'Asad Lovoy when it is said that there will be a Su'uda of the Livyason and the Sheira Bar, etc., etc. So the Bach brings that, as we know from Hasidus as well, that the three Shabbos meals represent three special times, uh, three special times, and the third Shabbos meal it corresponds to L'Asad Lovoy. What defines Elam Abba, one of the things? That it's not a place of eating and drinking. And the the elokus, the, the godly godly energy that comes down in that time, the time of, of, of the third meal, is coming from the level of Ayin, of beyond. Ayin literally means nothingness where the Gashmi is the physical world, the physicality doesn't exist, and it's, being, it's drawn from above and beyond. The estate in Bechaya, as Rebbeinu Bechaya brings, very beautiful uh, explanation of this Pasuk. He says the first Shabbos meal represents a, a Shomer, Zacher and Shomer, Shomer, and it goes, it corresponds to Malchus, which is why there's a Loshen Ichluhu, because Ichlu is Miloshan Kala, the Shabbos Kala, which is Malchus. The second meal represents Yesoid, the level of Yesoid, which is why it says Shabbos Hayoim. Hayoim, the day, represents Zacher. So Shabbos Hayoim is Zacher, which is the Zah, which is uh, Yesoid. And the third meal, it says Hayoim Loi, because it's the highest level, the level of Ayin. This is what it says in the Rebbeinu Bechaya. So therefore, so now that we understand that Shabbos, this third meal represents Elam Abba, which is an era of no food or drink, and it's a time of Ayin, which, which supersedes physicality and food, which is why the meal that we have at the third meal is not a regular meal, and we emphasize the loy, the not, as need came past, we don't need bread, we fulfill our obligation with just tasting something. So this is the explanation, that why we don't need bread, because since it's a, it's a level of hayoim loy, it says loy, and this refers to the fact that this is a time of Elam Abba, this is a time of Ayin, this is a time that we are beyond eating and drinking, therefore we represent, we represent this by not eating bread. Sifpeses, the Rebbe is going to ask, how do you reconcile? In Nigla the Torah, in Allah of Torah, it seems that the Hidr Mitzvah, the best way to do Shalashudas, is to eat bread, and in Pnimius Torah, it seems to imply that the Hidr is to not eat. And it's one Torah. How can we reconcile these two approaches? 
It's one tater, one unified tater. Upnimi is a tater in a gel. Unchelik halachas of a tater and kulachad. And the inner parts of tater, the deeper parts of tater, including the customs based on the deeper parts of tater, as well as the parts of halacha of tater, is all part of the same tater. The says that halachelkiyat tater is an amasim inimit midiandera. All parts of tater have to uh, coincide, have to uh, have to fit one with the other. Unzayin oile bekana echad and follow the same path. Is verstandig as minigidele Yisrael vehahulchim beikveiseim. So it's understood that the tradition of the great Yidin and those that follow in their footsteps is lechatchila according to Pnimi Satera. Is nita kulu and the yevad al piyalacha mitzidam chatzvashalom. It can be that they're being lenient or or, or uh, doing something in a not lechatchila uh, way, not in the best possible way on their end. If, if, if a tzaddik, if a rebbe is not eating uh, a suda shlishes because in Pnimi Satera it says that it's a time of ayin, it can't be that he, that this is a leniency in halacha. It's true that according to the deeper meaning, the deeper understanding. So this shlishes is higher than eating, which is why we don't eat bread. According to Allah, it is a leniency to not eat bread. As the Alter Rebbe writes, to, to, that you should not rely on this at all. Unless it's in a post facto situation where he's already full and there's no way for him to eat anymore. So how does this fit with the fact that according to Hasidus, the Hidr mitzvah, the, be- the, the most beautiful way of doing this mitzvah is by not eating bread. And now the Alter Rebbe, the Rebbe is going to explain Alpi Halacha why it would be a hidur to not eat bread by Shalashudas, even though the Alter Rebbe says And what the Rebbe is going to say is something that is very similar to what we know about the why Chasidim don't Chabad don't sleep in the sukkah because since after the, the Mitzvah Rebbe revealed the idea of the makifim debina, the holy lofty energy, godly energy that exists in the sukkah, and therefore it would be a tsar, a pain for him to sleep in the sukkah, and hamitztair patrim in a sukkah. Someone who has pain does not have to be in the sukkah. Someone, if the sukkah is is not causing a person to enjoy himself, then he doesn't have to he doesn't have to sleep there. And similar to that, we're going to talk about the the third meal that if it causes a person pain to eat at this time, then it would be part of oynek shabbos to dafkin not eat. With regards to the mitzvah of eating three meals on Shabbos, the idea of eating meals on Shabbos is solely for the purpose of enjoying oneself. That by the, all of the three meals of Shabbos, the, 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 the obligation is not to eat bread, like for example, the carbon Pesach, the, the, the eating part was the obligation, wasn't necessarily the enjoyment of it, or Bechlal by Karbonus. We might say maybe by, by, by matzah, even though you're supposed to be oven, you're supposed to enjoy it, but the very eating of it is the mitzvah. And that's why we say al achilas matzah, the mitzvah is to eat matzah. But by Suda Shabbos, the eating itself is not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to enjoy the food. The fiza, if that's the case. As by Allah Suda Shabbos is there, tzivu yifarbundun mit oinig, unit mit that by the meals of Shabbos, it is connected to enjoyment. So if there's a case where a person has pain, 
from eating. He's not only does he not have an obligation to eat, there's actually a, a, an obligation to not eat. When the Lashon from Alton Rebbe, ain't sarach litzayres atzmei lechel, meint efshir azer darfnit un kimatarnit. And when the Alton Rebbe says a person doesn't have to cause himself pain to eat, it could be the Alton Rebbe is implying not only that he doesn't have to eat, but that he's not allowed to eat. Or he's almost not allowed to eat because it's not oinak. Well, azachila is that heipech in yonam funzus v'shavas heipech oinak because such a type of eating is contrary to the whole concept of eating meals on Shabbos, which is the idea of oinak. Al derech vidar al terebe shirat b'feiros b'shaiches min dominion for tainus or neder achila b'shavas. As the al terebe writes with regards to fasting on Shabbos or not eating, as a adam shachila mazekes loy. A person that eating causes him harm, which then he enjoys the not eating. does not have to eat. It's almost that he's not allowed to eat, so he shouldn't have pain on Shabbos. So there is an idea that that if the food, if eating causes a person pain, like let's say for example, um, a person is allergic to certain foods. Then, a person should not eat these foods on Shabbos because they are causing him pain and it's opposite of Oynik Shabbos. Just like with the Alter Rebbe said about fasting, that a person is allowed to fast on Shabbos if the eating is going to cause him pain. The same thing would be regards to various details of food, certain foods. The Rebbe brings in Ha'ara 19 that the Alter Rebbe says in Shulchan Aruch that if a person... Uh, if eating fish for a person, even though there's the Al Rebbe is speaking there, but there is a, uh, a there is an Indian to eat fish on Shabbos. But if a person does not like fish at all, or the fish is dangerous for that person, then he doesn't have to eat it. So not only is the Al Rebbe paskining that achila bechlal, that the idea of eating, that even though you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos, but if it's going to cause you, if eating is going to cause you harm, you're allowed to not eat. Similarly, certain foods, that if they cause you pain, or they're detrimental to your health, you don't have to eat them on Shabbos. If a person has pain from eating bread on Shabbos, his obligation is to not eat bread on Shabbos. And on the contrary, if he will eat bread, he will be doing something that is the opposite of the, the, the theme of Shabbos. With the whole point is to create oinek. Now let's apply this to Suda Shlishis and the Rabbeim who, who did not eat the fact that there is an obligation to eat bread this is only for a person that will actually enjoy eating the bread. But if a person does not have enjoyment from eating bread, because the person knows with complete faith, meaning to say, even if it's a person that's not on the level to truly understand these lofty levels of ayin, but a person knows with complete faith, as in the sight from Suda Shlishis, and in this time period, when we eat the third meal, which in Hasidus is called the Ratzin of the Ritzonis, the highest level of Ratzin, the highest level of the divine will, which represents that it's so, so lofty, is Meir Dibchinif and Ayoyim Loy at this time. What shines upon us is the level of Ayoyim Loy, the, 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 the beyond, in the level of nothingness. 
of nothingness, meaning it is so high that we can't grasp it or define it. This time is compared to Yom Kippur. In Kippur we fast and we don't eat because it's such a high, lofty time. This is similar to Eilam Abba, like we said earlier, which is not a time of eating or drinking. If a person truly believes this, that this is a time that is beyond food, beyond Gashmias, it would cause him pain to eat bread at this time. Therefore, he does not have the obligation to begin with to eat bread. Because the halacha tells us that if a person has tsar, there's a part of Shabbos is to not do something that's the opposite of oinik. It is the most beautiful way halachically to do this mitzvah. He should not uh, uh, cause himself pain by eating bread. Rather, he should fulfill this mitzvah by just tasting something, but not eating bread, because eating bread is going to go contrary to the spiritual uh, theme of this time of the day and it would cause him tsar. And according to this, we can explain the meaning of the Rabbeim, that they did not eat bread, they rather they fulfilled this meal by eating just just tasting something. Because the Rabbeim actually experienced this lofty light that was shining during this time of Sudashlishis and therefore they couldn't eat. Eating would cause them pain. And the chsidim, there may be some that don't uh, uh, experience the, the holiness of this moment. But they are connected to their Rabbeim. They learn their Rebbe's Teira and they uh, apply that into action. And follow in the footsteps of their Rebbe. And if their Rebbe is not eating, then the chsidim are not eating. So this, and actually, um, I heard at 21, the Rebbe says something very interesting because a lot of people ask, when did it begin? When did it start that, uh, that the, the, the minig of not eating bread by, by Shalashudas? So in Ahara 21, the Rebbe brings from a sicha, from the Friedrich Rebbe, Sukkis Tafresh Peites, that it happened after the second time the Alter Rebbe was arrested and went to Petersburg. We all know of the, the first and main time which ended Yutes Kislev. That year was Tafresh Nun Tes, which, uh, uh, which would be 1799 or 1798. Um, two years later, Tafkuf Samach Aleph, again, the Alter Rebbe was taken to Petersburg and arrested. Um, and he came out of, the, of jail on Chav Zayin Kislev, the third day of Hanukkah, Tafkuf Samach Aleph. So, so after that, he said a mimer in which he spoke about, the Alter Rebbe said a mimer, which he spoke about this idea of Hayoyim Loi. And after that, in the in Beis Arav, in the house of the Alter Rebbe, they, they stopped eating Sudesh Lishis. So the Rebbe explains that when, based on the fact that the Rebbe Rashab says that when the Alter Rebbe went to Petersburg, especially the second time, the, the teachings of Hasidus began to affect, to come from the Pneumius, come from a deeper place and affect more deeply. Therefore, when the Alter Rebbe said this mimer, the concept of Hayoyim Eloi, it actually had a physical effect on the Alter Rebbe that he felt pain from eating the, 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 uh, during this time and he stopped eating and therefore that's when this minig uh, began.
So just an interesting historical aspect that this already began in the era of the Alter Rebbe around the year Tovkov Samach Aleph, which would be 1800 or 1801. In Sifei, the Rebbe is going to ask, if that's the case, if this is a time of Ayin, time that is beyond food, beyond physicality, and therefore we're not eating bread because it causes us so much pain, why are we eating anything? We should, why is there a te'ima? That's going to be the question. We have to understand, since in this time, what's shining upon us is the level of Ayoyim Loi, as we explained at length earlier, this is a time that is beyond the physical world, beyond enjoying Gashmias. There should have no meal at all. Just like in Kippur, there's no food because it's, we're beyond eating. This time too should be a time where there's no food at all. We find that Rashbi, he exchanged, he replaced the meal, the, 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 this third meal of Shabbos, out of Pesach, that's on Shabbos, it's a very complicated time. You certainly can't eat bread because it's after noon. Which is when we don't. Which is when chametz is also already, and you can't eat matzah because um, the, the matzah at the seder is supposed to be eaten with the oven. It's supposed to be eaten with an appetite, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be excited about it. And if you can eat matzah earlier on in the day, then you're not going to feel that same excitement about eating matzah. You're not supposed to eat bchalal too much, so the the the, 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 the you ate the the. The seder of Pesach should be eaten leteyoven. So the alter, so the Rashbi replaced instead of having a meal, he spoke divrei Torah, which is an idea of the fact that it's higher than food. It's a time that we're not eating food, and therefore we can replace it with the words of Torah. So we should have done the same thing with Shalosudis. Why? Despite everything that we just said, do we still say that there has to be some level of eating, at least a fruit? Now, there are certain mamarim in chesedus. Is mashma which imply the fact that you have to eat something? Need for him. I can put him a sasa bechila. Unlike him, kipper that is totally forbidden to eat. He does not be said mileless asudas lishes. It's not because of the great, the uniqueness of the third meal. That it's such a lofty time. Some Amarim imply that this is lower than Elam Haba. It's lower than Yom Kippur. And therefore, and therefore, we take it, don't eat bread. But we have to eat something because we're not totally in a Yom Kippur state or in an Elam Haba state. This is how some Mamarich Siddhis imply. Ober, however, in the notes, in the writings of the in the name of his father, the Rebbe Rashab, is written as follows. It's written as follows and it's also printed in Hayoyim Loi. The fact that we say with regard to the third meal that the Pasik says Hayoyim Loi, there is something that we don't do because it says the word Loi in the Pasik, which this means that we don't eat bread. But you have to eat something. You have to taste something. And the Rebbe Rashab continued, the Gemara in Shabbos over there, where it speaks about the three Hayoyims, and it speaks about the three meals on Shabbos. Rabbi Yaisi said, May my portion be amongst those who eat three meals. This is what the Rebbe Rashab said, and the Friedrich Rebbe wrote it down. 
And then later, the Rebbe printed it in Hayyim Yem. In this context, where he says you have to eat something, and he brings that with together with this the statement of Rabbi Yosi, may my portion be, implying that he was hoping for this, he was looking forward to this. This implies that the fact that we eat something, we eat fruit or something at the third meal represents something unique and great about Sudesh Lishis. It's not something lower than Yom Kippur or Elam Abba. It's something that's greater, in a sense, than Elam Abba and Yom Kippur, which is why not only which is why we're not eating, but we are eating something. So the question is, why? If it's a time of Hayoim Loi, if it's a time of Ayin, then why would we eat anything? Now that we've brought up this statement, this this this, this uh, teaching of the Rebbe Rashab, we have to understand something else. But the Rebbe is Poseidon bring the Mimer from Rabbi Yisi al that the Rebbe Rashab brings this statement of Rabbi Yisi as a proof that you have to eat something. If the, the Rebbe Rashab was referring to the general overall obligation to eat a third meal, so he should have brought the very obligation from the Gemara, from Shulchan Aruch, where it says the person is obligated to eat three meals. Not, may my portion be, as if it's something different, something special. And if he's not bringing the 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 chiyuv of eating because here the, the, the he's referring specifically to the idea of eating something not bread because there is something deeper and more special about this time that is expressed in the eating of of, of just a, a teima kolshi just a taste. Where in Rabbi Yisi do you see this? Rabbi Yisi saying may my portion be amongst those who eat three meals. He doesn't imply that it's a teima kolshu that it's just a, a, a taste. It implies that you're eating a meal. So what is the, the juxtaposition of Rabbi Yaisi's statement with the, the message that the Rabbi Rashab is trying to bring that that you have to eat something? So in Sivav, the Rabbi is going to say, in order to explain this teaching of the, 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 the Rabbi Rashab and to understand why we do eat something on, at Sodesh Lishis, we all first have to understand a little bit better what is Rabbi Yaisi actually saying, Yehei Chelki. So let's explain this by first explaining the statement of Rabbi Yaisi, the teaching of Rabbi Yaisi. Cheres that move on the seemingly not understood. The chiyuv to essence shows the Shabbos the chadinim of Furis Besuk Yisham. The obligation to eat three meals is a very clear din written explicitly in the Gemara. Is vast mainter dom it vinchens zech yehei chelkis. What does he mean? May my portion be? This is something you would say on something that is not an obligation. Person doesn't say yehei chelki may manichet tefillin. May, may my portion be amongst those who put on tefillin. No, putting on tefillin, is an, it's not a prayer. It's, it's an obligation. So what does he mean, Yehei Chalki? Then Masha is Mephalist. The Masha asks this question. He says like this. As the time of the reason that he says this, 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 this phraseology, may my portion be amongst those who eat three meals. And later the Gemara also brings other things about which he said, Yehei Chalki is to encourage the people. That's what the Masha explains. Rabbi says, it sounds as if there's something very, very unique about this. This would encourage other people to eat the third meal. 
Says the Marsha, that's the meaning of the word Yehei Chalki. The Rebbe has a question on this. Those things that are a Hidr Mitzvah, that are a cherry on top, that are extra, those things that are Mitzvah, that are an act of piety, but not obligatory according to Halacha, is Masim Tzazogin, Yehei Chalki. It makes sense to say, may my portion be to encourage people, because since it's not obligatory according to Halacha, so some might say, I'm going to cut a corner here, says, this is an important thing to do. And he says these words in order to encourage people to do it. But with regards to an, a total obligation, why do you need to be Mizarez Why do you need to encourage the people? And why would Yehei Chelki encourage them? We cannot answer it. Nor can we answer, says the Rebbe. As the Rabbi Yesi was trying to remind the person to have the foresight. As there's to not become too full on the morning meal. So that way you should have room to be able to eat a third meal. Because it's difficult to say that on such a simple, obvious Concept, he has to say Yehei Chelki. Keep in mind, Yehei Chelki is, is an implication that this is something very unique and special. Everybody knows that if you have to eat another meal later, if you can eat too much now, you won't be able to eat later. So, so it's pretty obvious that if you have to eat, if you have an obligation to eat three meals, then you have to make sure that that you leave space for the next meal. Rabbi wouldn't have to say Yehei Chelki on this. So the Rebbe explains this. And the Rebbe is going to explain that there's something special about Su'udah Shlishis that because of that, we dafka have to eat something. Even though we're not eating bread, but something has to be eaten. The fact that it says with regards to the Olam Abba, the time of Mashiach, that there's no eating or drinking, doesn't mean that the guf will lose its status, its importance. Because there won't be a body or there won't be a guf. It'll be all about the neshama or at least guf won't be important at that time. doesn't mean there won't be food. doesn't mean there won't be a guf. It means that the guf's connection with the neshama is not going to be dependent on food. In this world today, if, a person, if the guf doesn't eat, it's going to die. And if it dies, it becomes mostly disconnected from the neshama. It's the, guf, the, the, the guf is a corpse. When Mashiach comes, the guf is going to have its own importance and its own existence. And it's not going to need uh, uh, the food to connect it to the neshama. And Hasidus follows the approach of the Ramban, that the, the, the pinnacle, the apex of, of the era of Elam Abba is after the resurrection. When the Nishamas will be inside the Guf. Because the Guf has its own value. So today the Guf is dependent on the Nishamas. When Mashiach comes, it'll be revealed that the goof is going to exist and that the goof has its own unique uh, uh, status.
And according to this, we can now understand this is the advantage. This is the uniqueness in the fact that there is some level of eating at the third meal. Because since this, this meal corresponds to which also in there will be a body and the body will receive reward. So therefore, after we want that the body should also in in, in the time of Shalashudas, of it should feel some pleasure. Just like when Mashiach comes, the goof is going to receive schar, not just the neshama. So too, at this meal, we want the goof to experience the pleasure of Shabbos. Durch der Te'imakoshi, by tasting something, by eating something, even if it's just a fruit. At the same time, we are on this very lofty level of ayin, of being beyond food, and it came pass. So just like the paradox of, of, of the Asad Lavi, when it's not a time that the guf needs the food in order to connect to the neshama, but the guf will also receive schar, the guf will be in existence and it will receive its reward. Similarly, we have a similar paradox in Sudish Lishis that we don't eat bread because we are in a time of ayin beyond food, but we do eat something so that, that we, the guf should also have a, 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 an enjoyment and this highlights the maila, the uniqueness of the guf. You say to Mizu here, the Rebbe adds another detail, which the Rebbe is going to say is a major chiddush. The Yisaid is more than that. As the Mefurish become a Mekoymis, it is explained in various places. As the Sudas Liv Yasam Asher Abar De Laasid Lavei Betzaina Suda Gashmius, that the meal that is spoken about, the feast that is spoken about when Mashiach comes, the Tzadikim are going to have this this feast and they're going to partake of the Sheir Abar of the Liv Yasan. It says in certain places that this is actually a physical meal, physical food. It's not referring to spiritual uh, uh, lofty uh, uh, accomplishments, achievements. It's referring to a, a literal meal. So this same paradox that but at the same time there's a Sudas Livyasan. Similarly, by Mashiach, by, by Sudas Lishis, you have no uh, uh, pass. But you do have the Te'ima to represent the Su'udah of Levyasan. This is Abra Chiddush Godel. Nevertheless, as the Rebbe, this is a major Chiddush. The Tzarech Iyun, Vechipus, Ayyusaydalzeh. We have to look deeper to find a support for this, uh, uh, this added uh, uh, detail. Even though in the Ari he brings that the fact that the Su'udah is a Gesudah Gashmis, that is already said in the Bach. But the, 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 the connection that the Te'ima kol represents the Sudas Livyasan. This is something that the Rebbe says is a Chiddush Gadol. Uba'ayma kesu yeshleim and Sifches, the Rebbe takes it to a deeper level. Not only is the guf of importance and has to be recognized when Mashiach comes and therefore it's recognized at the, 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 the Sudas Lishis with a Te'ima kol with a taste, but there's more than that. The fact that we said that the ultimate schar, the reward when Mashiach comes is the neshama in the guf. Is Not only is, the, is, is it going to be revealed to us the advantage, the, the, the uniqueness of the guf, but it's, it's going to be revealed to us that the guf is actually greater than the neshama. The neshama is going to be sustained from the body. The neshama have uncle with some guf. The neshama depends on the body. Kdeisas al zichin ir derhen and the dargif and atzmusi yimusi yisbarich vas mitziyusi me atzmusi. 
In order for the neshama to experience the fact, to experience and to uh, uh, comprehend the level of atmos, the neshama needs the guf. The guf, which is in the Oil the guf, which is the gashmi, comes from atmos the Ebishter. Because the, with whatever is, the lower it goes, the higher is the source. Or if you use the, the expression in the Mamarim of Basiligani that we're learning now, the greatest level, the highest level of the Ebishter comes down into this lowest world. So the guf actually has a higher source than the neshama. The guf is mitziyusim atzmusim. And in order for the neshama to experience this level, the neshama needs the guf to be able to experience this level of atzmus. So then we can apply this as well to the third meal. In the fact that we have to taste something, this highlights the greatness of the guf. When it's madgis mailas a guf, we're emphasizing how important the guf is. Which is even a greater uh, representation of Shabbos Tillah Not only is the guf an equal partner to the neshama, but the guf in a sense is even higher than the neshama. And therefore we want to represent that as well by giving something to the guf. And that is done through a te'im Even though we don't eat pas, because it is a time of ayin and a time of hayoyin Going back to the statement of Rabbi Yossi, we asked and see above. We asked, what is the the what is the raya from Rabbi Yossi to this statement of the Rebbe Rashab that that something has to be eaten? This is the deeper meaning in the words of Rabbi Yossi. May my portion be from those who eat. That he should be able to eat something at the third meal. That he should enjoy it. What was Rabbi asking, praying for? He wasn't saying that I should eat a third meal. Of course, of course, a third meal is something that is is halacha. It's brought earlier in the Gemara. What Rabbi Yaisi was saying, may I be able to enjoy the third meal and may, be able, may, may I be able to highlight the greatness of the guf, which is something that will truly be revealed but hopefully I can, I can appreciate some of that in this era as well. And therefore, this was this is the proof that the Rebbe Rashab is bringing. The fact that Rabbi said, "May my portion be amongst those who eat something, who eat three meals, even though it says I am loy." This is a time of not eating. Rabbi Yaisi gave us the strength needed to be able to eat something. At the third meal, in a way that it is something that is special and unique, something that we hope for, we pray for, we wish upon ourselves. Not only is it not a deficiency in the Hayoim Loi, not only are you not going against it by eating, it highlights the greatness. Of the Shabbos of Lassid Lovey, when Anishama Nizainis Benaguf, when the Nishama gains, is sustained, is nourished by the body. And this is what Abyasi was saying. So, therefore, we started out by saying that, that 
the time of Suda Shlishis is a time of Hayyoyim Loi, it's, it's higher than food, which is why we don't eat past on Shabbos. And halachically this, is, this, this works, because it would cause Tsar, and would be the opposite of Oineg, and according to the Shulchan Aruch, something that causes the opposite of Oineg, a person is obligated to not do it. Then we asked, why is there a Te'ima Kol And we answered that the Te'ima Kol the reason why we have to taste something is because even though when Mashiach comes, it's but nevertheless, it's going to be, be revealed to us the Maila of the Guf, in order to represent the Maila of the Guf, when Mashiach comes, already now, we eat something to, to, to recognize the, the, the pleasure of the Guf, and the and the 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 Myla, the the unique status of the goof, and this is why Rabbi Yosi said, "Yehei Chelki." Rabbi Yosi wanted to be able to appreciate, to be able to eat something even in this holy time of Ayayim Loi, and with that he also gave us the strength, the Kayach, to be able to accomplish both of these things—to not eat, but at the same time to eat something and recognize the greatness of the goof, even in this time, even in this world.